Welcome to the Fearless Firmpreneur Show where we bring you amazing, amazing insights into starting and building a profitable and purpose-driven business online. This is the place to be to learn about how you can turn your expertise into a profitable and purpose-driven business online. So join me and other amazing women entrepreneurs from all over the world as we talk about everything that is to be a fearless firmpreneur. Today we have with us an amazing woman. Her name is Christine Hansen and she is an award-winning business coach and consultant running a boutique service for online entrepreneurs, creatives and coaches who wants to embrace their inner lazy, profit like a pro and add philanthropists to their list of credentials without ever underchanging or feeling like they have to be anyone else but themselves again. So she combines smart strategy and deep soul work so that you can grow and scale a business that you love. With over 10 years of experience as a sought-after TEDx France and keynote speaker, Christine is a contributor for Entrepreneur and her work is featured in Forbes, Business Insider, National Geographic and more. So Christine, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for introducing me. I'm so excited to be here and to share the Frontpreneur secrets. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. I think it's a brilliant business idea that you have as well as the work that you have done over the past 10 plus years. This is what's needed in the market. So share with us a little bit more about the journey that has been for yourself uh, throughout this 10 years. Yeah, no, definitely. So I'm in online marketing for nearly a decade now and I think one of the first lessons that I actually want to share is that, you know, things change all the time. I changed my business three times. So this is the third business that I have and it's not even a clear-cut business. And um that was my first very huge lesson actually to allow myself to pivot to change um because I was brought up you know you start one thing then you finish it you know or you know uh, stopping or quitting is for quitters and for losers and so forth so that was my very first lesson that I learned and throughout the years so I started uh, in 2014 2015 things changed quite a bit in the way of marketing. So when I started out, it was quite strategic focused, which I'm still a fan of. I, you do need a strategy, but it was also very much into brain focus, you know, very into persuasion, what works in a typical marketing world, you know, lots of Zig Ziglar citations. And although they're not wrong, um, it is very draining if you just focus on one kind of way of doing things. So as I've done different businesses, as I started to become more comfortable with myself too, because when you're an entrepreneur, one thing that you really have to do is self-development, particularly when you are the engine that's pulling your business. I became a lot more confident at ease with who I am, I would probably say, rather than confident, it's more just settling or not settling, but being at peace. Yeah, I think that's a good way of saying it. I started to really question a lot of those techniques and the more that I started to ditch some of them or just keep a framework but actually changing my messaging or what I don't even want to call it messaging because it's literally think publishing the thoughts of my head the more I saw that I was attracting people who were perfect to work with rather than assuming who I thought was going to be to work with me and sometimes being completely wrong and then having clients that didn't quite fit perfectly and then it was miserable and that has really 
impacted me on teaching and on guiding my clients in a way to make really, really sure and questioning yourself all the time, is this next step actually what I want? Is it the way that I want it? Does it make sense? Is it aligned with what my goals are? Are my goals actually my own? And that goes in different levels. So I work with beginners. I work with people who have been in business for a couple of years and who are at that point where they're a little bit confused as to how it is supposed to continue. And I also work with very, very seasoned entrepreneurs who are very successful, but who are at a stage where they've fallen out of bit of love with their business a little bit, you know, where it's been serving them so well, lucrative, but it's they've outgrown it. And that is a very difficult place to be in. In general, it's a difficult place to be in a situation that's comfortable and deciding to change it or to leave it even. And so that is basically how I work now. The message that I share, I have a book coming out in January, which is called We Mean Business, because my, my company is Christine Means Business. So the book is really intentionally called We Mean Business, because it's really encouraging people to get their skill out, get their passion out and you know, doing meaning business, like I want to do this, but also the message throughout is always circling back to, even though this might be a best practice, let's make sure that this is actually what you want to do. And also sometimes giving alternatives to what the best practice strategy is. That's amazing. You know, what's interesting, Christine, is that you started 2014. I started in 2014 as well. <laughs> it's really, really an, an interesting journey. Sometimes I feel that when I meet amazing women entrepreneurs just like yourself, I feel like you guys are got sent. And uh, <laughs> we've been walking on like alternate paths, but eventually yeah. we collide and we meet where we are. So exactly. it's amazing, amazing, amazing thing that you are doing. So that being said, I think what is what really caught my attention uh, based on what you have mentioned was that sometimes we tend to outgrow our business because mm -hmm. we evolve and, mm -hmm. and then our business somehow doesn't seem to be evolving with us. So what's your take on that? Yeah, I think it's inevitable, <laughs> which is like one of my biggest pieces of advice for newbies in particular is even if you think you know exactly who you are, what you want to do, do not give all your savings to one brand idea or one graphic designer or one copywriter because I can promise you the first point of pivoting comes within six months. It always does. I notice it in all my clients. I had a mastermind that ran a year long. Pretty much all of these ladies, we had 20 people in there, changed their niche or their target groups within the first six months. And it will come, it will happen again and again and again because you learn so much. Like it's literally you have a paradigm when you start, which is kind of a vision. You can see like one veil being lifted after another. And you can't unsee, you can't unlearn these things. And so you will fall in love with new things. You will learn more and you will become more seasoned. And sometimes you also see that what you've been doing, I actually have grown this in terms of, I can do better. I can do something that's different, but it's serving even better. And when you build everything on one paradigm, one level it can be very difficult to leave that and it can specifically be difficult if it's very successful and that's what I see a lot um, with people who've been in business around our time like six seven years maybe even two decades or so and then you have the mindset piece coming in where you feel ungrateful how dare I be ungrateful towards all of this that has been serving me so well. I shouldn't be, I should just be happy. Why am I complaining? And that's the question of the, I want more 
Um, it's a very difficult mindset to conquer because we're not taught that it's okay to always want more. It's like you you should be satisfied, be happy with what you've got, right? Yeah. And so one big mission of mine is to give permission that wanting more is totally fine. Changing things is fine. Leaving things behind is fine. Continuing is also fine, right? As long as you know how you deal with it, how you can still be happy. Um, and that is one of the most difficult things I find in, in entrepreneurship. And I do have a, I have a super secret podcast, <laughs> which people <laughs> only have access to if they get one of my products, you can get access to that. And it's about these things that we talk about, you know, like these thoughts that we feel we can't really, definitely can't tell someone who's not in business. Because it's sometimes we make a lot more money than people in a quote unquote regular job. Um, and if you then say, well, I'm actually not quite happy. And they're like, well, you just raked in a million, two million. How dare you complain? You have everything that you want. You can work whenever you want. You can take time off whenever you want. And, you know, it's just sometimes impossible to, I feel it's impossible for other people who are not in a situation to relate Sometimes you, you find some that can, um, but I feel it can then very quickly become an isolating place, a lonely place amongst a lot of fans sometimes can get very, very lonely. Yeah. So that is really where I'm very open to people discussing these things and I applaud their courage to, to talk about it sometimes or even think it you know, have the thought and thinking it to the end. And then if they have the courage to even go further and to really investigate what their future could look like, that is amazing. And I find it's a lot with women, sometimes more than men, even though it's not always clear cut. And I feel I have really this deep feeling that a lot of women owned businesses in the next coming years in the next decade are going to develop that way are going to, you know, start somewhere, end up somewhere else, but with a beautiful, huge impact. That's amazing. And, and what you have just stated here, that feeling of wanting more, but at the same time, you feel this sense of guilt, thinking that you don't deserve it. I think it is it's written in um, the cultures that probably we were brought up yeah. in. The frame of mind, uh, the way that our societies have taught us that actually women, specifically women, can't have it all. But I'm yeah. pretty sure from your experiences as well as ours at Fempreneur Secrets, this is shifting to a direction where women can indeed have it all. It's just a matter yes. of whether she wants it or not. Exactly. Yeah. So this is it's, a brilliant thing you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I feel we're in a very interesting place in terms of women empowerment because on the one hand, I feel... I'm very lucky. I live in Europe, Western world, you know, have a lot to do with the US as well. And there I feel we should take women equality for granted, even if it isn't entirely. Like if we look at statistics, women still earn less than men in a lot of different jobs, not always. But there I'm kind of the opinion, right, we shouldn't necessarily say we're extra special because we're women. It should by now be that it's just the same. It should be a non-issue. So sometimes I'm kind of manifest it in advance, like pretend like it already is. And if somebody doesn't behave that way, just, you know, remind them. However, very much also aware that that's not everywhere in the world. And we have this huge, huge global discrepancy, I find, between how far women are emancipated, can be 
you know, taking their choices or literally can't, that we still have a lot of work to do. So I like to focus on micro issues in terms of small things where women are sometimes still held back and not consciously, because I notice it a lot with women and men in my environment that the way that we've been brought up, which is a patriarchal society, and it's not meant to be a a bad word. It's just historical. It's just, it's no, it's, it's just a way we were brought up. And it can be difficult to become self-aware of patterns, of sentences, of little actions. So there we have micro work to do where I coach my clients as well in terms of, you know, where does this come from? Why do you comply that way? How does it make you feel, et cetera? And then we have huge <laughs> macro <laughs> tasks where in other countries and other cultures we can try, you know, it's, it's, it's a mountain of work. But it's something where I find if we start with this micro kind of management of awareness, we can already do a lot. Um, but it's, it's an interesting time because I feel on the one hand, we're moving forward so well. And then on the other hand, we have we're going backwards again you know we have kind of in the states right now this huge discussion of of uh, abortion where you thought it's not possible that we can go back to laws that were you know written in the 60s but we kind of are that that is even in question is really interesting so i find right now for us entrepreneurial women in particular we need to be courageous you know have a voice and just sometimes also be very plain with other people when discussing with them making them aware of things they they don't intend you know things little slips that they say without intention just making them aware of the impact that they have so this leads in nicely to the topic of the heart of our conversation which is authentic marketing in the feminine business world and what we've discussed earlier we've talked about all the things that women can do in order for them to stand forward become the leaders that they are meant to be in their own businesses so that being said are there any steps or any tips that you can share in creating this authenticity around marketing yeah i mean at the moment authenticity is thrown around quite a bit right And authenticity, I think something that it's not, that I want to be very clear, is being too focused on things like vulnerability. Like forced vulnerability is not authenticity Um, or, you know, planned or vulnerability is not authenticity. And I'm giving you an example. Someone that I know had a very... She did a very, very deep, vulnerable, revealing post that got lots of reaction, sent it out to her email list. And it was great that she shared. I have to say it was a great thing. However, it was strategic. Two weeks later, she started her soft launch, you know, and if you're new, you don't necessarily notice. But if you've been around the block, you know that that wasn't coincident. It's an algorithm. You get a lot of reaction. And your next posts will automatically be shown to other people as well. And sometimes those are things that just turn me off in that case, where I'm like, that's not what authenticity is supposed to be. Authenticity does not mean half naked photo shoots. That's not necessarily authenticity either. So the word of authenticity is literally be who you are. That can be scary. But it can authentic is sometimes also admitting this is scary. It's meta. It's literally like meta in terms of the definition means it's outside looking at you outside of what you're doing. It's kind of, you know, stepping outside of your own body, looking 
and witnessing who you are and what you do. That's to me is authenticity in a way. You kind of step out of your body and you post that your version on the social media or on the internet land world, but it's still you. It's very much you. It's not an alter ego. Sometimes, yes, alter egos can be great if you want to focus on a certain vibe of yourself. Doesn't mean authenticity doesn't mean that you need to show everything of yourself. It really doesn't. What I find that works best is if you use a part of yourself that can serve others, but that's very truly you. You don't edit it. You don't amplify something. You just the way that you are. And the word just is really quote unquote, because it's the most difficult thing that you can do. Because when you do it, you obviously also are vulnerable because if someone attacks you, then it is you and all of you. However, I have found that people are, that kindness rules over trolling and over animosity. When you really go all in and you share something from the heart and something that I also found is that it's not necessarily volume that makes the impact in terms of how many posts or how many pieces, but it's about when you do communicate, you do so with a purpose. So the way that I do it sometimes is I don't have a content calendar or something like that. I do only post when I feel I have something important to say. I am mindful that I do it on a regular basis. So if I know that I might be tired during a week or I'm very busy, I do pre-prepare. So I will write down things that have gone through my mind in advance. So I just have an Evernote note where I write down things that have either triggered me, meaning they made me angry or upset. And then I reflect on why and what kind of lessons can I and others, you know, pull from that. I reflect on things that make me happy or things that make me sad, things that I've learned, things that make me laugh, you know, and I do try, of course, it's still a business to pull it back towards how I surf and what I do. That works very well for me. Um, because immediately when I go back to those notes, I get back into that mindset because it's authentic rather than, okay, today you want to have, I'm this and not that. So now think about what that could be. That in itself is, it's not an idea that you came up with authentically. <laughs> so it's already difficult. Sometimes it helps, but in general, I find when I come up with something that truly and generally I have been pondering on, and posted, it's just what I want to do. I also become very detached with the reactions of people because I've learned that you can get a lot less reaction sometimes, but if it hits someone, they are a lifelong fan and they are very loyal and they are great clients because they connect with you deeply immediately. So that's a little bit how I would probably explain how to be authentic in internet marketing these days. I can relate to what you have just shared, Christine, because I don't have a content calendar. Well, do, I do teach my women entrepreneurs who are just starting out to have a content calendar more so to uh, get yourself in the vibe and also get yourself in, you know, in the groove of, okay, this is the things I need to do. But once you really get yourself familiarized with what goes on in your business, basically, you can make that conscious 
effort and decision also to to let you know that uh, hey I have this idea it's going to come out on a Friday okay I'm going to do it on a Friday and my emails are going to release on Fridays so I completely relate with you in that in that aspect and that being said uh, when you mentioned just now about how the authenticity or uh, the being your true self is scary at times but it is also not about uh, showing every single element or aspect of yourself it is about choosing the ones that matters in your organization or that you want to portray in your organization mm -hmm. and keeping some of the other elements private to you because yeah. we need to remember that we are human beings that sometimes when we you know are not in the business we want to be ourselves and that's exactly. also respectable I would say it that. is yeah. it is absolutely it's not about the word vomit and sometimes you know, things happen in our life all the time that we need to heal. And healing publicly is not necessarily more efficient. Everyone can, of course, choose what they want to do. But sometimes you don't want to be a burden necessarily either. And I'm not the biggest believer of pulling other people down with you, you know, just venting, only complaining. I'm really more someone who says, if you don't have anything kind to say, don't say anything at all. Exactly. Um, doesn't mean that you can't criticize or that you can ask questions. And sometimes you do have to take a stand. I do it very rarely because I don't want the conflict necessarily. It's mm -hmm. something that I don't mind standing my ground, but I'm not looking for it yeah. versus people who might thrive on that. But that's just, I feel, <laughs> it sounds a little bit, I don't know, arrogant maybe, but I do feel it's a question of maturity, of perspective. Yes. in your in your life and really choice a lot of it is choosing how mm. what is my energy how do I want to distribute it what do I focus on and sometimes what do I avoid which is totally fine too that's the great thing about social media sometimes you can literally just take that app of your phone and detox I had it this week we had news this weekend about the, the global pandemic again that's really impacting my business profoundly and I could not deal with it I just cancelled my meetings um today is the first day that I'm actually working <laughs> I couldn't I needed to cocoon watch Lord of the Rings the whole <laughs> three episodes with running commentary only sci-fi uh, like science fiction and fantasy world because I needed to also mourn what happened to regroup, to gather my energy. And then if I don't post for a week, I don't post for a week. It's fine. So, so that is also something that I find you can never become the slave of your business. And when you start becoming one, you need to pull the emergency brake and get perspective and regroup. And that is also something that I find for women can, for men too, can be very difficult because it's, I'm being lazy right now, or I'm running away or I will never succeed because I'm not working every day. And you know what? That's not true because running your own business, it's, it's, it's exhausting. You know, it's beautiful, but you have a lot to do. Your brain needs to work in all these different areas, much more than in other jobs, um, because you need to, you need to be reasonable. You need to be emotional. You need to be rational. You need to be creative. It's, it's, it's all encompassing. So sometimes the best you can do is just to, nope, I'm not going to go on social media for now. I'm just going to observe. A minimum, sometimes I need to escape for a little bit and that's fine. So that's also something that I really wanted to share because I feel it's, it's, it's very important to give permission that way. 
love that. Really, really do because I believe this more so recently than ever because, uh, well, the pandemic. And besides that, I also realized that what you have just said, that full empowering statement that you shouldn't be a slave in your business. Sometimes we forget that we started this <laughs> business for freedom yes. and then we ended up being the slave in the business itself. Yes, so that's such a great reminder here. So I'm pretty sure the ladies who are listening in right now, that is probably the biggest takeaway that they can take from this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so I think this is amazing a conversation that we're having so far, Christine. I, I understand that you have a book coming up. Would you like mm -hmm. to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I wrote a book and it's called We Mean Business. You can find it through my website at christinemeansbusiness.com or on Amazon as of January 22nd, I believe, or 25th is the launch date. And uh, honestly, I haven't found a single book that's like it, which is always cool. It's based on a podcast that I had with a friend for two years. We had a hundred episodes and we talked about online business, particular for services, but for any online aspect. So we really cover everything from marketing, from tech tools, from softwares, from copywriting, from content creation, also to person health, mindset, finances, all of it. And I haven't found a single book that does that for online marketing. You have maybe startup group books, you have fintech, you have just mindset, you have maybe just copywriting, um, you have maybe just marketing. And this has really been written to be used as a guide. You can read it from A to Z, or you can just pick whatever point you need at that moment. And as I said before, it's very personal. It's very, it's, it's written in a very conversational style. So you don't need to worry about it being super boring, a textbook that you wrote at, that you read at university or something like that, like academic. It's very conversational, um, very direct. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, that's coming out. Um, and there's also going to be an audio version. That's like a hybrid audio course, audio version, because it's basically me reading it, but also adding some things that I wanted to add or that just came up. So it's it's for everyone, but particularly maybe also for people who are starting out. Great. Okay. So how can they get access to this? Um, you just find the title on Amazon? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So starting, do you need to confirm? I think it's January 22nd. Um, okay. But if you go to my website, you will, you will see it as well. You can buy it there too. And the first five days, you can actually get the free version. So make sure that you don't miss that. All right. Amazing. Okay. So how are there, are there any additional ways in which our audience can get in touch with you, Christine? Yeah, so the easiest always my website, Christine Means Business, and then use the contact button. That's where you can get in touch. You can also get in touch on Instagram, which is by Christine underscore Hansen. However you find me, like I'm always happy. Let me know that you heard me here on the podcast on Fempreneur Secrets. And if you have any questions, I don't work for free. I'm very honest. But if you do want to get in touch, that would be um, the way to do it. Amazing. All right. So just to reiterate, it's christinemeansbusiness.com. So that's mm -hmm. where you can reach out to Christine Hansen. And on her Instagram is at by Christine underscore Hansen. And you can just say hello. Let her know that you've heard uh, the episode. She'll be more than happy to say hello. But again, like what she has just emphasized, she don't work for free. And that's the way <laughs> to go for fearless vampreneurs as well. <laughs> yes. So I think that's really uh, an amazing thing. This was a really good power-packed conversation. 
uh, around the topic on authentic marketing in this feminine business world. Very relatable to our fempreneurs right now in our community. And I hope that you were able to gain some really strong nuggets of wisdom to keep you going forward in your business. All right, so Christine, thank you so much for sharing all of those wisdom. Thank you for entrusting me with your tribe. I'm on it. So remember to keep learning and keep believing in yourself because the world needs an inspiration just like you. I'll see you soon in the next episode of Fearless Vampreneur. Stay fearless!